Let me ask you something. Does your work make you happy? Do you know what your potential is and do you use it? Do you deliver value that you're truly proud of? This is the Happy Work Podcast, where we discuss all the things we can do to make our work and with it our life better. So people have money budgets. They have budgets for this, budgets for that. They take inventory of what's in their house. They take inventory of what's in their fridge. But what about happiness inventory? Do we have an accounting system for happiness? We have a lot of resources at our disposal that we don't even know. You know, traditionally, we think that we have money. We have to manage money. So just like the shares in a business, we want to take ownership over our money. So we want to have enough of it. We want to know how we spend it. We want to know how much we have of it. And then we have accounting books that tell us, what is that which we own and what is it what we owe? And the, the thing is really that that is just a tiny sliver of the resources that we have to create our happiness, to expand our happiness. Because traditionally, it's not, it's not just money. If you look in a person's life, it's the space that we have. It's, it's, it's the time that we use. It's the friendships that we have, the partnership that we have. All these things are resources. And now, resource for what? Money is not a resource for buying things. Money is not a resource for adding clutter to your house. It's not a resource for, for buying shiny objects. Money is here to help you expand yourself. Money is here to expand your emotional reality. That is what real money uh, accounting is about. So how can you use your money to further your expansion towards bliss? And an example of how we can take real ownership over our resources is to realize, how am I using my money? How am I using my money? Because if you just want more money so you can buy more stuff, you're not using your money to actually expand yourself. You're just using money to give yourself, you know, to feed your coping mechanism with the sadness that you have. Because you're sad, because you cannot reach happiness, you buy things. And the same, the very same thing happens with the way we use the other resources. For example, friendships in our lives. What kind of friendships do you entertain in your life? And do you really have full ownership over those, those friendships, over those relationships? Do you, do you have a, a equity? in them or are you being owned by them we all know that we all have friends where we don't exactly feel like we're getting anything out of it in the sense of when we meet that person or hang out with that person it costs us more more energy than we actually had in the beginning because it's constantly the same conversations it's nagging it's complaining yeah it's it's so when you don't have equity in a resource like relationships and friendships, they become toxic. And when they become toxic, rather than being a freedom-giving resource, they become an imprisoning resource. And how many people do we know who are imprisoned by their partnership? They're imprisoned by their friendships. They, they feel like they have to hang out with certain people. They have to be with that person. They have to buy these things. Uh, they have to fill their house with clutter. And, and when we do that, 
we actually think that we have a lot of friends, we have a lot of space, we have a lot of time, we have a lot of money. But since we don't have equity in it, we're being owned by those resources, we actually don't have any freedom. Everybody knows people who have a lot of money who feel broken, who feel tied down by the money. Bored even. Well, bored, bored is like the, the first step, but then they feel they feel controlled by the money. They feel controlled by the desire to get more money, to, uh, to acquire more money, to serve the money rather than have the money serve you. And that is the definition of, of equity. Imagine it like a house. If you owe money on a house, that weighs you down because you, you, you're in, indebted to someone. You're in, in a debt. But your goal is, of course, to feel free. So what you do, you pay back that debt until you own that resource, the house. It should be the exact same thing with all the resources in your life. And probably the most popular example right now is time. I keep hearing constantly from from people I work with, yeah, I have to see if I can find time to focus on these exercises that are supposed to get me to a better place. I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to do an accounting of myself. I don't have time to take a hard look at my business because, you know, I'm busy. And it's funny because these people then go home and the first thing they do is turn on the TV and binge watch a show. And that means that they are not in ownership of their time. Time is owning them. Because when it becomes automatic, when we automatically buy things on Amazon, when we automatically binge watch shows, when we automatically fall for people that are actually not good for us, it's because our coping mechanism is so strong that we try to grasp everything. We try to have more of everything because we think that's going to save us. That's going to make it better. But in fact, it's actually making things worse. It's actually adding to the clutter. Now you don't have time for the important things. Now you don't have space because your garage is full of stuff that you bought. Now you don't have the money that you would need to actually invest in a business that will make you happy. And in the end, what you want is not a lot of everything, but you want that which is at your disposal. You want to be in full ownership of it. Imagine it as your your company being owned by someone else. You want to live a life that's owned by various people that control you? Because right now, that's a fact. Right now, it's a fact that you don't have ownership over your money. You don't have ownership over the people in your life. You don't have ownership over the time in your life. And that is actually a very sad one. Because talk to a person that's faced a a devastating illness, and the importance of time suddenly becomes very apparent. They would love to have all those hours and hours and hours you spent binge-watching shows for nothing. They did not contribute to your emotional expansion. And yet, you give it away. Why do you give it away? Because you're not even aware of it. And that is what equity means, to be aware of what you have and use it. It's Time is, to me, an extremely interesting and... It's just a topic that I don't, <laughs> that many people don't actually spend time on thinking about. Um, where do you think, or when do you think a human being suddenly becomes 
shackled by time, where time owns them. Because when you're a kid, you're just la 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 playing, yeah, you, you don't no... care. But suddenly, you know, there's like, okay, bedtime is at seven. You wake up at X time. You have to be at school at 7.20 at eight o'clock. We pick you up at 2.30. Yep. So it's, it's as if um, time stops being our friend very quickly. And I'm not really sure why we allow that to happen. Well, no, it's clear why. It's, it's the competition-driven mindset means that things need to be done within a certain time window. And by age... X, you have to have reached or achieved a certain level of success. At certain age, you have to go to a certain school. And by a certain age, you have to have married, have kids and all these things. Those are the metrics of a scared brain. The scared brains of our parents and our teachers and friends and, you know, the communities we live in, they impregnate that. You know, they, 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 it gets ingrained in us because that is like the clockwork on which the world is running. And if we don't set our own clock, we easily fall for that other, you know, the outside clock. But it's not just with time, you know. Mm -hmm. Space is the same thing. When we, when we get forced to understand the, un the meaning of space, a lot of space, little space, private space, no private space, this is also conditioning that, that we now take over because... So many grown-ups in their 30s and 40s, they have big homes that are filled with stuff to the brim. And what that means mentally, it means they have no space. Even though they have a lot of space, they have no space. They don't reclaim the space because they fill the space with all the things that society tells them you should have. You should have, you know, giant wine coolers and a spa tub and 15 couches and <laughs> all possible wall art. You, you fall for those things because you want to fit in. You, you don't, you don't associate with your space anymore because that space starts to own you. And, and I know, especially, you know, in the United States, when I moved here, I realized how people are using their garages. A lot of garages are not used to actually park their cars. It's just overflow space. And what that means is that clutter, which is money that's tied into it, right? They spend thousands of dollars on clutter that is now taking away space. It costs them time to take care of that. So now we have, just because of that, limited our money resource, our time resource, and our space resource and the mental resource, because let's be honest, thinking of that clutter does not instill happiness in you. It makes you, and that's why it's so, it's so liberating to get rid of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's crazy because first we invested all these resources and now we invest again resource to get rid of it. When real equity, equity in your resources means you don't even allow for that to happen because you invest every single of your resource towards your emotional well-being. You tell yourself, I'm not going for the shiny object like the clutter, uh, the Amazon product I don't need, or the, the great deal at Costco that really is not for me, but because I have, I'm fearful of missing out, I got to jump at it. If you do that, every single one of these decisions will tie you down. It keeps people in poverty. It keeps middle-class people in the middle class. It keeps people who want to expand, who want to reach certain horizons, 
that horizon keeps slipping away, keeps getting farther away. So what can we do? What can we do? As I said before, awareness of your resources is the very first step. I will, I will keep reiterating that all the time, wherever, whenever I can, what awareness do you is the beginning. Recommend uh, to clients, for example, journaling, just thinking about it. Yeah, the first thing is, you know, you cannot pursue a mind that is right now wired for that kind of use of, of resources to change overnight. That does not work. We've seen that happen. It does not work. You mean you can't cold turkey say, okay, tomorrow I'm just going to start decluttering yeah. and no. redoing. And you, you cannot tell people to look away when prime day is happening on Amazon. Uh, there's still a coping mechanism that will overrun them. The thing is that first they have to speak and that sounds a little weird, but they have to bring that automatic coping mechanism out into the light, into the open. And what I really, really like and what has proven very, very successful in the past is automatic writing. So it means that you ask yourself, hey, what, what are the resources I have? What are the things that I have? Or what are the things that I want to get in control of? And then you start writing. But you, you start writing automatically, which means you put down the pen on the paper and then you just write. And you don't think. You just write with one question in your mind. And the question is just like, what are my resources? What is my attachment to money? What is my relationship to money? What, am I what is my relationship to time? What is my relationship to my friends, to my partner? And as you write this out, you know, over time, these things start coming out. You start realizing, oh, Oh, these are the things that I do. These are the, these are the instances when I spend money. And the trick is now when you read back on those notes to really understand the underlying pattern. And the underlying pattern will be very simple. I keep spending money on things that I don't really need, but that I hope will make me feel better. Right. Or, or I keep filling up my house, but I never declutter. Or I, I keep wasting time and I feel guilty about it. These things need to come out into the open because they allow you to realize how you manage your resources. Now, the second part is the even more crucial part. is an accounting book. A balance sheet. Two rows. Left row is the resource itself. It's that what you have. Time, and money, and space. It's the how you use it to liberate yourself. But on the right side, you put how it's weighing you down. And so if you say in the first line, you have money and you have to decide very honestly with yourself, is it a freedom giving or is it a limiting resource to you? But you have to be dead honest because if you lie to yourself, you lie to yourself. How do you know if you're being dead honest with yourself? Well, when you have an emotional response, it's, it's very simple. Like where do you feel and what do you feel yes. rather? So think about money. Do some automatic writing about your relationship with money. I know that people go through hell and back when they do that because they realize that their relationship is broken. It is broken. Most of the time, 99.9% .9 our relationship with money is broken. We realize that there's not enough. Uh, it always slips away. Uh, they tend to spend it on the wrong things. So in your accounting book, it's obviously a limiting resource. It is a limiting resource. And the same you can do with, with time and with space. Do I use my space to create freedom or do I use it to create a, a prison? How do I use my time? Do I waste time doing things that don't feed my happiness? 
Like ask yourself, after watching four episodes of any given show, do you feel great about your day and yourself? Did it expand that happiness that you sought in that day? Or did it just take four hours out of your day? And then write it down and you will see most of those resources are on the right column as a freedom robbing, as an imprisonment resource. And now it has to become your intention to become aware of when that mechanism, that coping mechanism is setting in and robbing you of that resource. And when you become aware, you can ask yourself, why is this happening? Why am I now again spending money I'm not supposed to on something that will obviously just land somewhere in a corner and take away space and have cost money? And when you ask yourself that, you can also ask yourself, well, where does that come from? Where does that come? Why am I doing this? Yeah, that's, I think, an important thing to note is that so many times we'll spend money on something because we might feel a little down or also there's this like, rewarding mechanism where i did something great so i'm gonna go buy something and and yeah to know whether or not it's actually a coping mechanism is quite life-changing it is well when you invest your resource in something that is actually harming you most of the time it's to make up for something that you would rather have so the goal is to shift the resource from the right column to the left one so from a freedom robbing to a freedom inducing resource. And for that, you have to have the intention for it. You have to tell yourself, I see what I'm doing with money. And my intention is now to be better with money. My intention is to shift my money resource from a prison to freedom. The intention is the beginning, because now you're aware of it. Now you have to break the cycle of that behavior, right? When, whenever a friend that you don't want to hang out with asks you out, it should not be an automatic yes. It should be about setting boundary and say, start with a maybe, start with a, let me think about it. And then eventually saying no and, and being honest about it because then you shift time in relationships and money just with that no, you just shifted it from prison to freedom. With every single thing in your life, I cannot tell you guys out there how many different resources you have in your life there might be many, many, many more, many more. But start with the big pillars in your life, the big pillars in your life, the obvious ones, because it will help you not to fall for the premise of more money will make my life happier, more space will make my life happier, more friends will make my life happier, uh, more cars, more, more fame, more celebrity will make my life happier life happier. It's proven. It's science. It will not. You you cross the tipping point, like most of us have, and then more friends will not make you happier. No, on the contrary. <laughs> Eliminating the amount of people that you spend <laughs> your your waste time with or, you know, space that could be yours. Yes. Uh, is very liberating. So very and, liberating. and what is the big mechanism behind everything we just talked about? It's Living with intention. Mm -hmm. If your intention is to be happy, your resources should follow that intention. If your intention is to be happy, your resources should follow that intention. Yes. I just had to recap that because I write that down somewhere, you guys. Right. Yes, yes. More money is not an intention. 
more happiness is an intention. And then what comes from it is a better use of money, not more money. If we all got that right, greed would disappear. And with it, those weird tendencies in the workplace and and in the economy, equality is a consequence of that. To realize that our resources are just not used the right way. But once they are, we actually cross a line and we start to become powerful because we now own our lives. We own our resources. We own our lives. Guys, you cannot own yourself if if you don't own your path. And your path are your resources. So become aware of your partner, of your friends, of your money, of all your resources. Be honest to yourself. How are you using them right now? And then put that powerful intention, plant that powerful intention in your life to shift it from imprisonment to freedom and see what follows. If you guys want those questions that um, can kickstart your accounting inventory list, I'll put them in the show notes and make sure to do it. Even if you would just kind of attack one question per week, it's really going to be helpful. Make sure to subscribe to the Do Happy Work podcast so you can listen for more episodes, tips on owning yourself and just, you know, being happy. So thanks for listening.